The following may contain language which will be offensive to some people and inappropriate for children. The topics discussed may include drugs, alcohol or be sexual in nature. This show is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. I'm serious. It's dirty. Really, really dirty. Still here? Then pour your favourite beverage, sit back and let's get this fucking show started. Before I get the keys, we're just coming in and comment music. Tony. What is his name, Tony? He's about to be Tony. Lois can never have Superman's baby. Ah, yes. Incredible Hulk melon body. Ah! 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 Hey, I tried to teach you how to handle comics in the sixth grade, but oh no, you wanted to play little dude instead. Aquaman's a hero! Wanna see what Spider-Man number one looks like? I guarantee he blows the load like a shot. Thank you, Trisha. We now return you to Robin Boy Wonder. The only way he could bang regular chicks is with a kryptonite condom. That would kill him. Fantastic Forum. Assemble. We are back coming at you live once again from our home for live broadcasting. Allgames.com It's that time of the week again. New comic book day, there's new shit that came out, and there's new shit that we've experienced over the weekend, and we're going to bring you all of it today, including some things that are trending on Twitter. Hopefully we can get to that. People are pissed off about us not getting to Doomsday Clock, but, you know, be pissed off at your creators for, for taking so long. Um, I have the other guys on hold because they're en route from somewhere to somewhere or whatever. So in the meantime, you're just going to listen to me do the whole spiel. I'm Moses Magnum, and I'm hosting today. And uh, we have a show for you about, you know, hopefully we get to Doomsday Clock. Possibly not, but Joe's got a review for you of Weathering With You. I'm going to talk about Terrifics number 24, which is a book I thought didn't exist. I thought that book was canceled. I don't know. For some reason, I thought it didn't keep going. But to my surprise, it's here for New Comic Book Day. And I'm talking about Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the Netflix one. That piece of shit, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. But yeah, uh, aside from that, you can join us in chat or call Fantastic Forum on Skype. And, you know, the lady will tell you all that when, wherever, whenever she decides to get on mic. Let's see, where is she? Yeah, she's not here. So yeah, you can call us on Skype. Just hit Fantastic Forum. Hit the green button. You'll be the fourth member. Fifth member. I got them all here. Uh, you can go on Discord and uh, find us. I would say go to Discord on allgames.com slash live, but that's not working for some reason. So you got to search allgames.com on the Discord interface. 
and there you can give us what you think of the show or whatever like uh we're here says in chat is their b team is the b team canceled i have no idea what that means but yeah and as always we're going to talk about comic book news pop culture news and all that on the line let me introduce you to the guys i got oscar oz as they call it he's the guy that's supposedly the reporter news guy but i haven't seen him do a news story in a while i do news stories all the time i don't know what you're talking about yeah whatever uh on the other line we got joe Hey, what's up? Yeah. And yet, on another line, I have Larry, who happens to be in the same room as Joe, but they're on a different line. That's me. So, yeah. So, you're going to hear a lot of background noise today. So, be prepared. I'm not going to fix it in post. Um, is it, is it going to be that much? I mean, until you mute your mic. Got it. Uh, I don't know where Larry. Are you talking about anything specific today? I didn't give anything for you. Yeah, you know, like realistically, I can't say that I am, and no, and un- unfortunately, um, I, I I derailed Jay's ability to talk about his thing today too. Oh, so what do you mean? Like, I he, don't know. oh, oh, but but. We I, we uh, we do want to talk about Infinity Train. Okay, so no weathering with you. Right, no weathering oh with you. Oh my god! But, but, all right. Well, I guess I have to Infinity delete Train. wherever I, all the places I posted that we're talking about that. Yeah. yeah, we should do that right now. So much for uh, for promoting the show, huh? Exactly. I like. I blame Jay. He, he's not a friend of the show. I don't know what to say. I don't know. That's like I didn't realize anyone else was willing to watch. Well, it's not about it's about the audience. They they think we're talking about it. The audience would benefit from Lawrence's input. Nobody really. The only person that benefits from Lawrence's input is Disney and Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. man. I don't. I don't know if Disney or Marvel takes my input either. So maybe it's no one. No, it, they just benefit from you saying it's not garbage when it is. Like everything that Disney and Marvel makes is is garbage. Yeah, except for Marvel's X number one. That's the, that's the only non-garbage thing Marvel's made. And Doctor Strange, Surgeon Supreme, number one. Got it. Maybe one day they'll make another good comic book. Yeah, maybe one day. Um, did you did you at least try to watch Sabrina? I did not get the chance to. It's like I literally we talked about that on Monday, right? Yeah. If if I could tell you like what my days have been like since we got off the phone that day. It's crazy, dude. I don't believe it's crazy. That. No, I swear I swear to you, like I wanted to watch Sabrina because I like the show. Yeah. But 
Yeah, right. it didn't work out, unfortunately. But that's okay. We can still talk about it. Like I have, I have plenty of questions. It doesn't matter. I started to, I, I started to watch it, and uh, like partway through the first episode, I realized I don't know what the fuck is going on. So I need to go rewatch season two or something. Yeah. You, you probably missed the the Christmas special. Well, that was like two years ago, though. That was yeah. season after season one, right? Yeah, it was. It was in between season one and two. Oh, so you didn't watch, but you watched season two, but don't remember anything that happened. I remember some stuff. Like I know that the one kid used a spell to turn into a boy, and some stuff like that. But like I just picked a random episode from season two, popped it on, and I was like, "When did Sabrina get shot with an arrow?" So. I gotta, mm. I gotta just rewatch it at least like the the second half because I don't know what happened that I and they I don't, forgot. They didn't give you a recap. In the recap, he was confused. no. They do give you a recap. Oh well, I didn't, I didn't get it. But you know, and I remember little stuff like I know Satan shows up and he's like all hot and stuff. I do remember that because I recognized them when in that first episode of season three. But I don't know the way Mo talks about season three. I, I would have to have expected Sabrina to do the sign of the cross or something. Well, it's not. <laughs> here's the thing. I wish you guys would have watched it because I watched it under protest. I refused to watch it, but you know, I have a wife and a sister-in-law that watch it, and they're at my house watching it. So I have, I have to sit there and watch this this great show. The first two episodes were amazing. I loved them. They're better than anything I've seen so far. It was, you know, they they did a mashup of Dante's Inferno and Wizard of Oz. So basically, they went on a quest through hell. And that that sounds pretty awesome. And it was like Wizard of Oz, but in hell. And that that it was awesome. Like I. But the reason I call it a piece of shit and I don't want to watch it is because so ahead of it, like the promotion for it has been, oh, here's the the film, the, the score for the series is now just in time for your Grammy consideration. They put on like a vinyl thing and selling these limited edition vinyls and, and these vi- limited edition prints, you know, up until 2009. They're like, well, oh, my God, it's the, the greatest the comics, not just of the year, of the decade. You know, all these lists started popping up because it's supposedly the end of the decade. And, um, you know, which is not. But they're like, the best horror comic of the decade was Sabrina. Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. And I'm like, what the fuck? That shit didn't even finish. <laughs> like, it just, they just, they don't want to say they canceled it. And they keep reprinting. You know, they, they reprint the first issue again because it sold out ahead of, like, even before the series was announced, you know? They redid reprints. It's hugely popular. They take forever to get issue seven out. Issue seven comes out. Then that's it. You don't get anything else. Then the show comes. It's highly successful. They decide to do everything, like, an uh, omnibus of just the seven issues. And boom, they, that sells out. They reprint that. Then they do it in trade paperback. Then they do it in hardcover. They do. Then they sell prints, like unused art prints that didn't make covers. They start re- selling those, just a book of those. And then it's like, 
And then I got, you know, I follow Robert Hack on Instagram. He's the artist that essentially the reason the show looks the way it does is partly his doing because he's the, the character designer and he draws the covers and the interiors. And he's stoked because he's like, oh, everybody loves Sabrina. And I'm like, uh, excuse me, Mr. Hack. You fucking hack. I love Sabrina, too. When is the coming the comic coming out? And he didn't respond to me at all. Oh, dude. So it's like... Wait, but you didn't say it like that for real, though, right? No, no, I'm saying it here like that. Oh, I, oh, oh, God. I actually told him, I'm like, yeah, it's cool. Everybody loves Sabrina. But when's the comic coming out? Like, the whole reason you have all this is because of the comic. When's the comic coming back? And he Which didn't reply. He didn't reply. I was the oh. second dude to... I was the second dude to to comment. The first dude got a little heart next to his comment. The third dude got his little heart next to his comment. And that's it. Like he then another dude didn't, but he asked about the comic too. And then everybody else did. So he literally ignored everybody that mentioned the comic. That's not cool. So yeah. Yeah, but at least he didn't life felt you. You know, I, I would look the way society is now. Everybody is a fucking idiot, and they like to be jerked around. They like their news media jerking them around. They like their clearly their comic book characters and artists jerking them around. I would have appreciated that a little bit of insult to my intelligence, a little bit, because at least I would have been like, you know what? He actually cares that somebody cares about the comic, but he doesn't. He cared. He cared. He cared enough to lie to you. Exactly. Like you, they always say, like, you know, therapists and all this says you lied to the ones you love because, the, you know, fact of the matter is truth hurts. Truth is, nobody wants the truth ever. They killed Jesus because he spoke the truth. You know what I mean? They killed Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah. You know? They hate I Trump got, because. I got to replay that speech for my wife. <laughs> people don't want the truth. The truth is a blinding light that takes away all the shadows that they cast that keep you happy. You know what I mean? I, for one, am a person that loves the horrible truth, painful truth. And I seek it. And I live through that pain. So tell me when the fuck Sabrina the comic is coming back. And fuck the TV series. Fuck the vinyl, triple vinyl album. Fuck all that. Give me the fucking comic. That's the shit that started it all, right? How the fuck you gonna argue with not doing that? Motherfuckers. Show's over. So, no sign of the cross? (laughs) No, no sign of the fucking cross. And no fucking comic either. So, so you're mad at the show because we don't have the comic book yet. Pretty much. I mean, once the dude that writes the comic is the dude running fucking the the the, the Archie TV verse. So I can understand him not writing it, but why don't you let somebody else write it? Or you know, you wrote mm-hmm. scripts already because you have an end game. Just. Do story by, get your story by credit, and have somebody do the scripting. 
Right. I went through the same thing with Game of Thrones. Well, they did do that for you, though. They let the TV people do it. Well, they didn't finish the books. Right, but they finished it in the TV. That doesn't count. (laughs) Yeah, that definitely is not the same thing. And it is weird that they have two successful TV shows, but they're not putting out the comic. Usually a successful TV show warrants a comic, even if it's a comic based on the TV show. And the thing is, is they just keep reprinting stuff and repackaging things and people keep buying it because, first of all, not... The only the first time they reprint and repackage, not everybody that loves the show buys all those. You know, like you get a wave of people. Then you reprint and do this. Like, oh yeah, I gotta buy that. Then you get that other wave of morons to go buy it. You know what I mean? Right. So it's so it's not just the show that's popular. It's selling out in print versions too. Right. It was selling out in print versions before the TV series, and now with the TV series, they just. They can't stop making merchandise and shit about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird. Tiger Clown chat says, I think- Infinity Train. You thought oh, <laughs> He says, Infinity Train. You thought stones weren't enough? The search for the six Infinity Trains had begun. Edited. I don't know what he had to edit of that statement. He should have edited the whole thing out. <laughs> you made the same dumb joke the last time we talked about Infinity Train. Yeah. I think originally he wrote jams and then corrected himself. <laughs> well, he corrected it with a snap of his finger. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that's, I mean, that's all I can really say about Sabrina. I can't, I didn't even finish watching it. Usually I would have finished it in like a couple days. Maybe one. But I was like, you know what? Eh. The lack of comic has soured your enjoyment well, just, of the show. I'll just get to it when I get to it now. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, it's not like I give... Like, It's not like... It doesn't even follow the comic. Like, the story is wildly different. And it's like... Why do you keep repackaging and making all these things for people to buy it? To keep buying it? And then not even finishing it, like what? the good load is in the in the show. I I wish it was good, but it's not. Like for like, even I mean I said this the last time. So if you uh, if you're listening at home and saying, "Oh, he said this last time. When's last time?" The, I don't know the name of the episode, but it's you know when the first Sabrina came out, first season of Sabrina, which was probably in the fall, twenty eighteen. I want to say. It'll tell you that look in that date on our, you know, our Podbean or All Games or any of the archives, and, and you'll see. It'll say it, it'll probably most likely it'll be titled the one about Sabrina, but unless something else we were talked about took precedent over the in the title, but they show you these these uh, opening sequences that are inspired by the comics. Like he even redrew characters that don't look that way in the comic. Robert Hack redrew them for the opening. It, like, like if they were in the comic, like, there's a panel that they use, and it's like, oh, I remember that panel, but that guy didn't look like that there, but he redrew it and inserted it into the panel, which is cool, because, you know, they, it's the art from the comic, 
on the panel. But then they show like the psycho pumps, which the show ruined. And they show um, two cobras. They keep showing these two cobras, which the two cobras are fucking awesome in the comic. They don't come out at all in the show. It's like, why would you even put the two cobras in the on the screen at all? You know? So I I'm not familiar with the two cobras. Yeah, because you didn't read the book. But Joe, I, Joe probably don't even remember the two cobras. I do not. They were the familiar of the cousin. Oh, really? Yeah. And they're two cobras. They're they're twins, and they, they talk, and they guide him, and they talk to Sabrina, and they fuck with Salem. And then Salem was awesome in the series, in the comic series. On the TV series, he's nothing. He's useless. He don't do shit. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, he was awesome. Like, why did they even bother getting, like, a trained cat for it? Like, they could just literally just have a statue. They could just have a what? A statue of a cat. Like, in that Salem. That's <laughs> all he does on the TV show is just sit around, do nothing. Like, they're literally, mm. like, he, Salem tries to go to them on their little journey with hell. I mean, tries to go with them to their journey to hell. And Sabrina tells him, oh, that's no place for you. But the show actually made Salem a demon from hell that came and pledged his service to Sabrina. So technically, he would be useful to her in hell. The, the comic did that? No, it was the TV show? show. Oh. So it's like they, they literally like that was his purpose. And they're like, oh, it's no place for you. Like, it's fucking stupid. Have you even seen season one? I take your silence as a no. Have I seen season one of Sabrina? Yeah, that like that the Salem thing was all season one. No, I, I saw. I've seen. I'm pretty much up to date outside of starting season three. He just doesn't. Remember. I just didn't. I don't remember. Yeah. You see how easy it is to forget these things. I don't know. I think that show is putting like a curse on us when we watch it. No, look, they should they should try to make you forget about the comic. <laughs> and by you, I mean me. Well, well, now you have more time to watch the uh, final episode of Arrow ever. Well, and that's the thing. Like, I was gonna do that, but I ended up watching Ink Master instead. But I started catching up. I'm like, I have Sabrina to watch for the show, but I'm like, you know what? I'll just I'll just finish watching Crisis on Infinite Earths. So I watched. The, is it? Is it technically like the the last episode of Arrow is supposed to be like the last episode? But is it technically really if there's going to be a show called Green Arrow and the Canaries? Yeah, but it's not going to be him. It's not going to be Oliver Queen. It's his daughter. Yeah, but it, this is it's like it's like uh, like it became a different comic book title. You know what I mean? I guess. I mean, she's Green Arrow and everything. Yeah, but you're so. you're going to differentiate it from it by giving it a different title. I guess. You guys should watch that last episode. It was pretty good. I'm going to. Just not today. The uh, Green Lantern thing does not pay off at all. Oh, is that what it was? It, um, so it, it's one of those, like, after... After everything that happens in the episode happens, um, there's a voiceover 
kind of saying what's happening and you kind of see uh uh diggle looks up in the in the air and a comet falls and damn near kills him and it looks like like a giant spaceship is falling so i thought oh is he gonna talk to happen so are they just fucking skipping over the but then when he when he goes up to it it's like a little box and I'm wondering what the fuck. He opens it, a green light shines on him. So it, it, theoretically, uh, they're saying it's a Green Lantern ring. It, it could have been a fucking thing of kryptonite that fell off the uh, off, fell off like the spaceship or something. Because I I don't know why is the fucking ring in a box like that. Why would a box be able to contain the ring? Uh, that but that's all you get. I doubt he's gonna be the Green Lantern in the TV show coming up. I'm pretty sure maybe he'll cameo on one of these other. Uh, TV shows coming out, but he ain't, they ain't gonna put him in the HBO show. I, I hate uh, Diggle, by the way. How do you hate Diggle? Because he's like they they created him for the series to do to do stuff. You know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you know they turned they basically did Batman stories with Green Arrow, so it's like right. Everything is like, oh, we'll just use this this character to be whoever we need him to be. So first, he's like the you know kind of a a, a peer to him in combat essentially, but not really right. like a sidekick. But it's like okay, mm-hmm. so then they make him into Orpheus. And then, is that his code name? No, his code name is Spartan. Oh, but, I don't remember what, who's Orpheus again. He was the dude, the black guy that had a, you know, was a, a Gotham vigilante guy too. Was it okay. Orpheus or Prometheus? Gotcha. I don't remember. He's, mm. he's the guy that I, okay. think, I think he died in war games. Okay. Like, I, I remember that happening, but I don't remember the name of the character. So, yeah. Okay. And now they're using him to be the Green Lantern. Like yeah, whether he's gonna be in the in the other show or not, here he is, yeah. See, and I might not have too much of a problem with that if they hadn't put his character in the comics. If they hadn't put a Diggle in the comics, yeah, but they made they, they made such a big effort to do that, and then some some fanboy on Reddit just said, "Oh, I think I think that's actually John Stewart," and for some reason that took off, and now. Now he's John Stewart in the Arrowverse. But the thing is, it's like he, uh, so he's a character. So even the name, like they put him in for nothing, really, because the name, his name is just an homage to Andy Diggle, you know, famed Green Green Arrow writer, and uh, and then it's like, but they don't even call him Andy Diggle. You know, they have Andy Diggle Boulevard in Star City, and then his brother's name Andy. And it's like, all right, enough with this Andy Diggle already. And then he becomes Prometheus and then Green Lantern. It's like, come on, man. You don't want to cast other people for these <laughs> shit? You know, like, they did the Outsiders, quote-unquote, with, with Green Arrow, you know, Batman shit. And it's like, well, yeah, like, I mean, I get you're doing it, but at least cast somebody different. Like, don't just change Diggle into different things just because you want because it's convenient. Right. But yeah, I blew my load already, so you guys talk about whatever you're going to talk about. <laughs> oh, man. We're sorry, Paul. 
How far are you from home? Yeah. By the way. Uh, we're a little ways. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, a little ways. Hold on. I'll tell you right now. We are. Oh, wait. Hold on. Still a good, like, hour, hour and a half away. Yeah, hour and a half. All right. Well, I already talked about Sabrina. We're not talking about weathering with you. We got Arrow finale. You guys want to do Infinity Train? Yeah, sure. That sounds like a proposition. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think, Jay, it would only be right for you to kind of talk about what the what the show is so that you can kind of give it like rundown in regards to like what the premise is okay so the infinity train finds people that are having trouble dealing with their shit and it takes them and tries to help them fix themselves No, that's it. And then, what do you think? Or, or talk about the format of it for a little bit. Okay, so it's a each season is done like a mini series. It's 10, 15 minute episodes over five nights, and uh, yeah, you get a like. Yeah, it's uh, each season is a complete arc, focusing on what. Four characters and nine. So, season one, we had Tulip, whose parents were going through a divorce, and she was having trouble dealing with it. And she ran away from home, and while she was running away, she ended up on the train. And uh, she meets a robot, two robots that are one robot, called One One. And she meets a corgi, and they help her go through the train and help her deal with uh, the issues she's having with her parents' divorce. Yeah, and it's, it's a different kind of series, especially considering that, you know, you have the actual family train which, you know, it's called that because it seemingly goes on forever. And then each car hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. is like Terry, a self-paying world. Hold on. All mics are muted that aren't talking? Uh, I, I don't know. Okay. I think because you guys are both in the, in the same car. Yeah. You, you're, one's picking up the other one talking and it's like getting all weird well yeah but i told them that before we started but all right do it seems like you can do it now larry start from the beginning yeah i'm just saying that you know the infinity train is called that because it like seemingly goes on forever and each car is kind of like a self-contained world so 
it's it's w- really weird because it like the the I mean the whole the train like Jay said the train exists to help people kind of work through some sort of personal issue uh, and once they work through it they're able to get off the train um, but but it's like each car is on, it's almost like a, like almost like a Doctor Who TARDIS kind of vibe to it where it's like you know the car obviously oh, they're all shaped the same but when you go into it it can be like you know just the size of a car or it could be like a whole like self-contained world inside of it and it's it's kind of wild it's it's a really interesting show especially considering that it has like that 15 minute kind of format like I, i'm pretty sure each episode i don't I think any of them are more than 15 minutes some of them are like 12 or 13 but they're actually really really dense considering how short they are and because of that like how much story and characterization you get in each episode it's like by the time it's over you're kind of like wait like that's all i'm getting right now you know i i I was very fortunate to be able to watch it in a binge format but i can't imagine what it'd be like watching that like week to week or whatever but that's the beauty of it it's not week to week it's day to day got it yeah no that you're right yeah that that is yeah but then then it's how many how many weeks it's just five days so you get two episodes two 15 minute episodes a day for five days oh wow that would still be hard (laughs) just so you know yeah, it'd be hard, but you know, it, it's it's definitely it's definitely I would say worth worth your time. Like I, I honestly, like I know that it's not necessarily um, what you might think of as as your cup of tea, like you know Moses or Oz. But I think if you started watching it, you would you'd be really surprised by how much you you would be enjoying yourself. The the um, the little robot that Jay was talking about, one one, is uh, is it's like that character by itself. I feel like kind of makes it worth checking out, only because like he like Jay said, it's two robots that you know kind of function as one, and they kind of do like the whole like um like I guess happy, sad, you know, comedy, tragedy kind of thing. It's a glad one and sad one. And a sad one is just a bit of trivia. Sad one is voiced by the creator, uh, Owen Dennis. So it's not an anime? No. No, it's definitely not an anime. Everything you told me about it sounded like an anime to me. He, listen, it could be an anime, or like I said, like the pro- premise perspective, like which I, honestly I would love to see if like an uh, anime studio did want to like take do a take on it. I would watch that in a second too, because I'm sure that would be like some other stuff and be like some really interesting and twisted type of things going on too. 
but you know it's definitely it's it's a american cartoon um yeah but just like one one like because you have like this happy go lucky spot basically uh like just always kind of seeing the best of every situation or or like you know ready to help people and you know do things and then you have the other half of it that just interjects random like it's like it's like ridiculously sardonic like random dark comments like it's it's pretty funny now i know what sardonic means but for the audience larry what what tell them what sardonic means <laughs> like it, it it's basically uh like man actually i'm thinking like how would i define sardonic like i'm like i'm i'm, I'm sitting here now myself like wait a minute like i know it's the that's the the right the right word but i'm like it's it's like like cynical that's okay. the yeah i would have that's said, the best i could. i would have said mocking grimly but that's just me <laughs> Is that what you would have said yeah <laughs> okay Okay. Well, there you go. I think I think that works too, though, right? Mm-hmm. I don't. Mocking, I mean, of course, yeah, yeah. That's, that's that works. Well, too. that that works according to uh, to Google. Okay. Good. Yeah, Google. <laughs> he's the so, he's the yeah. fifth member. <laughs> But definitely, like if you if you're looking for something to check out, I would definitely say you know, like give Infinity Train a try. Like, well, where where is it? Where is it again? Where is it distributed? That's what I was I was just, just going to say. Where you know, hopefully you can uh, stream it on demand on your your cable service. If you, I mean, it's a Cartoon Network, right? So it's Cartoon Network. So um, if you have that. Uh, as a as part of your channel package, which I believe that's standard, I think it, you should be able to watch it there on demand. That, that's how I watched it. I watched season one and season two on demand, and then I know Jay was talking about he got it on on Amazon, right? Yeah, I bought it on Amazon. Yeah, so yeah, that's you know you, I mean obviously there are places that you can you can purchase it or rent it if you want. Uh, you can you can watch it on demand on your, your cable provider if you have Cartoon Network, and I'm, I don't know if there's any place that actually like you can stream it at this point, but you know, yeah, that's definitely like I said, definitely worth your time. And I know Jay. Jay kind of, like, what he was saying as far as, like, uh, when he was telling you about the show itself, it sounded interesting, but he also, I mean, a huge selling point was the fact that he was like, dude, they're 15 minutes. It was only, like, 10 episodes 
uh, each season. So he's like, you can get through it. I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. I guess I can. But I'm definitely anticipating season three now. Um, Joe, did you say you had trouble getting all the episodes on Amazon? Was that something? Yeah. For some reason, episodes seven and eight came late. Like, they're available now, and I got them because I had purchased the whole season. So they're there now, but for some reason, they weren't at first. And that's for season two. And as long as could probably verify, a lot happens in those two uh, episodes. Like, like you were saying, the show is, like, very dense. Like, they don't have a lot of time to just fuck around. So they, like are really giving you a lot of information and character development. Did we lose Joe? And you missed two out of four major He's absolutely right. Like, I couldn't. Say again? I was saying I couldn't imagine... Um, basically like not not having seen the, those episodes and so from episode six like oh feels like a travesty it's tough to tell if they cut out or if they're yeah. just quiet <laughs> no they cut out Oh yeah! All right, so it's a really great, really yeah. great, really great show going on in their car oh, right yeah. now. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I'm so glad they planned their honeymoon on Wednesday. Um, so I assume they give it five infinity carriages out of five, or whatever the fuck, or had glad, sad glad robots out of five. I don't know. We'll never know. Um. Look, I finally watched that Arrowverse. Um, well, I didn't watch the finale, but the correct the crisis. But I did watch the second to last episode where the Flash comes out, and that was a fucking waste. The second to last. What do you mean where the Flash comes out? The Flash from Justice League. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah that was. I, I really hate that that flash. Like the fact that he has a logo and he doesn't have a name yet is fucking retarded. Yeah, I don't know. The DC movie verse doesn't like naming its heroes. I mean, but the TV show didn't either. But they learned that quick. You'd think the T the movie verse would have learned that quick too. Like, remember they used to call the Flash the Blur. Yeah, they did the same thing for for, for Smallville. Yeah, and then Arrow too. Like Arrow was like the hood, the hooded man, or the green hood. Yeah, like they didn't even want to call the show Green Arrow, but they 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 know they know what's up. Eventually, like yeah, they yeah they'll call it Green Arrow when Green Arrow dies. Well, yeah, the legacy, you know, but at least at least that they hide it with some kind of purpose, but it's so dumb. And that guy is so 
stupid like that flash <laughs> I mean that's that's the flash you're gonna get in the movie. Why? They, they keep trying to fire him, but he finds ways to, yeah. to stay in there. I, his costume looks terrible. Like, how the fuck is he gonna run in that thing? Well, the hope is that after seeing how much he liked the TV costume, maybe he'll change up his. I don't know. Uh, that's like that's all fan speculation, but but apparently. That's how they DC write, yeah. now, yeah. That's how they take their creative input is through fan speculation. So, I remember when they used to listen to us for it, but yeah. yeah, that episode was weird though. But it was better than that. That fourth episode was better than the last couple of the crisis. Like, I actually enjoyed it more. It had more of a of a comic book feel. You know what I mean? Not, yeah. Not like the crisis feel, but it it did do like what comics does and it's funny cuz I actually read I read um Terrifics 24 and like I said earlier, like I didn't know that that was still around, like Terrifics was still a title. I think all those books that came out around that time that are like Marvel-y books, you know? Um I, I think none of them exist anymore except the Terrifics, and I'm glad. <laughs> I like all the characters. I like the book. Well, but Terrifics like is one is one of those books that you don't hear anything about. Right. And I had the same experience, not for this one, but maybe like the last one where I went to the comic book shop just going through the new stuff that week and saw a Terrifics book, and I was like, wow, I thought they canceled that thing. Yeah. And then the owner was like, yeah, me too. I don't know. We got one. <laughs> And it's it's like it's issue twenty four already, so it's like two years old. Um, and I picked up this book, and it's it's the title is the when Bizarro fucked up time, like something like that, you know, ruined time. And they're basically fighting Bizarro as he ruins things in the time stream, and they follow him to the end of time. And that's kind of like how. The way they did, I assume the way they did it through this arc, because I, I, this is the finale I read. So it's kind of like, it was an okay comic book, but it was a good, like, science adventure kind of like, you know, on the Fantastic Four vibe, which is what they're doing. And um, it, it kind of like, that episode felt like that book, like, in a sense, like, you know, it, how comic books did it, that's how that show did it. So I'm not too mad at it. Um, they kind of showed you like them going into different things in that, that episode of crisis, like that they have done already, but like within the speed force, which helped. Yeah. It was supposed to be like memories. Right. And, uh, that, you know, they recreated a lot of those scenes and <laughs> they had to use a green screen cause they didn't want to build the sets and everything. So it looks kind of crappy, but because it's memories, it actually works, you know? Like the one that yeah, looked- well, sort of works. It still bugged me that that uh, Supergirl had bangs in oh, memory. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That that one actually confused me because it's like, okay, is she locked in something too? Like you know, but yeah, it ultimately worked. The one that really threw me off because it looked terrible, like the green screen looked terrible, was um the one with with you know John Stewart and Black Canary. Mourning over the loss of the other black canary. Okay. Yeah, that one looked really bad, but 
<laughs> and I'm like, oh, even that that Sarah Lance like laying on the slab like that looks terrible. And then she just gets up like it's just how she looks now. <laughs> that cracked me up because I'm like, oh, they, how they do that green screen effect? And it, that was not a green screen effect. They just looked bad because everything else looked bad. It made that look bad. Yeah, but, um, I actually I thought the exact same thing when she popped up yeah i literally hit the button that goes back like like 10 15 seconds yeah. like wait wait was she breathing or did i did it like i was looking for a transition yeah. or something it's like no that was her the whole time and like for me i was like okay because i remember that scene in arrow so it's like it looked just like that scene in arrow but none of the actors looked like that scene in arrow you know and it yeah. was just like a stationary shot. Like that scene in Arrow, the, the move, it had three cameras. Here it's just one camera focusing in each direction. And then I'm like, okay. So it's like, it's all green screen. So I'm like, is that Black Canary that's dead part of the green screen? And if so, how did they manage to get um, Barry behind her? You know, like, is it two green screens? Is it like superimposed green screen? Like... I'm like, t from a technical sp perspective, I'm like, what are we, uh, how did they do this, you know? And then it just turns out that she was her. So I'm like, oh, then I, go, like you said, like you go back. Cause I'm like, was it like her head just the old one? Or, you know, like it, it was, it was a weird shot that I was like, I don't know how they did this, but it, it threw me for a loop. But the fact that it, all of it takes place in like memories is, um, it's kind of like it works for that shoddy effects, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so you're you got most through most of the crisis. I mean, the last episode is like sixty, seventy percent. Everybody realizing that they're now in Earth Prime. I mean, they're still like a, a bad guy to fight, and they still have to take care of the Anti Monitor. So there's a little bit of that, but most of it is just like, hey, we're we're all in the in the same universe now. Yeah. Let's form of let's form super friends. Yeah. Which I can do without, but I'm gonna watch it anyway. It's not like I'm like in a rush to watch Sabrina. The the last one is um is the most fun. I yeah. think I mentioned it where like the the people that are in the arrow show, like uh -huh. that that whole group, the outsiders and all that, are dealing with just complete nonsense that the legends of tomorrow deal with every week. Oh man. You know, to, <laughs> to a point, to a point that they're like, like one of them actually asked, is this, is this type of thing normal? Like, <laughs> like they, I, I've been to space. I fought aliens. What the hell is this? <laughs> so yeah, that, that's kind of cool. And then obviously they got to finish the fight. Yeah. I, mean, I actually, I think I liked the last one probably the most. You know, what what sucked about the episode that you watched is that they made the what what do they call it the beginning of time where they're like in the desert. Uh huh. They they made it like they put like a green filter on it. Yeah, that like, looked weird. like how the movies do it. Yeah. Because I saw promo images of of them all there, and like I'm I want to say unaltered, but you know they were probably adjust, color adjusted here or there. And those costumes and those colors with that desert background looked amazing. I was thinking, man, this this is like a comic book page with all these different colors popping out at me. And then you actually see the episode and everything's kind of like washed out with this like greenish tint or something. And it made the anti-monitor look gray. 
Yeah. Like, it messed up his look because he's already, like, green-tinted, you know? Yeah, I, it, was, it was weird. Yeah, I don't know. That, that, that was one of the weird things about it. But I didn't even get to really finish it because if I wanted to finish Ink Master before the show, I had to stop it right then and there. But I'm only, like, four minutes from the end or something, which includes credits. So it's probably, like, two. Okay, yeah. All right. Just one episode to go. Are you going to watch the pilot episode for Green Arrow and the Canaries? Yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to get, get on those. It's like Because there's, there's only two more Arrow, Arrow episodes after that. It's that pilot for the next show yeah. and then the final episode. Okay. Which, but... which the final episode does some really cool things. Because it, it's still that flashback format, flashback present day format. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of the flashbacks were were altered versions of the of that were shot like in like in 2012. Um, this isn't a spoiler because you see his mom is there, and obviously she was brought back during the crisis. And then they they go to that scene where she gets killed. That I think it was like 2012, 2014, something like that. Yeah. And they actually. It's not. They didn't recreate it with the actors. They, they had a uh, a cut a cut version of it, like an alternate version of it, where he saves her, mm. and so they show that. And it, but you know, it looks good because he's he's all young. Like it looks like that. It was it it was shot during Back that time. Then, yeah, which they probably just did to save money on the actors because they had that guy playing Deathstroke. Uh huh. Like he's the one that does it. Okay. So they didn't really need him. They just, you know, hey, we got this piece of footage we cut out. We'll give him like twenty percent because we're showing his face, but we don't have to get the actor here or anything. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm gonna watch it because it's it, at this point watching these shows at least one episode is like buying a, a issue of a comic to review for the for the show. You know, like pre production. So it should be fairly. Fairly simple. Um, well, hopefully, you know, it's good. But, yeah. They I, did They did a good job of getting me excited for Green Arrow. Who are the Canaries? What, what happened? Larry. I was asking, who are the Canaries? Uh, Black Canary and Black Canary. Like Dinah, Dinah, and Laura. The si- Laurel, Laurel, Laurel. Yeah, the sisters. No, no, not the sisters. Um, the the OG one that we always said was the wrong one. Uh huh. She, she's there. It's uh it's the alternate universe version that was a villain, and now she's good. But she actually has the canary cry, like it's actually her power. And then there's um. Dinah Drake, I think. And she also has the canary cry. And so the, the sister, the sister that's now a legend brings them into the future to, um, to where Oliver's daughter is because the, the fallout of, of crisis is that, is that star city becomes crime free. Like, it's the safest place in the world for 20 years. 
Mm. Okay. So there, there, there's no point in like that's that's kind of like the the ending of the show is there's no point in these heroes being in this city if there's no crime. So now they they have to disband and go their separate ways and do whatever they want to do. I mean, man, they can't just like live, <laughs> take a break. Well, yeah, like uh, Wild Dog becomes the mayor, which we knew was going to happen from the flash forwards. But there, there's no point in having a black canary in Star City. And, you know, what the fuck else she going to do? So they send her to the future to be the, the daughter's canary. So okay. who's the mother of that daughter? Uh, the the chick from the show. Smoke? Yeah. Okay. And what happened to that dude, the little kid that he kept hiding and not thinking about? He, he grows up and he's going to be the guy behind the desk, computer guy. Oh. Uh, what a shame. Like, adult version of him is is in the, uh, was all this season, was in the flash forwards. Oh, and he's okay. in the he's in the crisis. Have you seen the daughter at all in the crisis? No. Who's she in the crisis? She's she's the the blonde woman that dresses up like Green Arrow and hangs out with Oliver. Oh, I don't think I've seen her yet. Okay, I think she'll probably be in the last one then. Yeah. Like she might have. Yeah, she might have. I'm pretty sure she was there and then just got wiped out with everybody else. But you'll see her by the last episode. And her who, and then the the her, the brother, the dude, which is the the kid, the dude that's the like paragon or whatever. Who is he? Which one? The black one? No, the 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 one that looks Asian with a goatee. Oh, that's uh, Choi. He's probably gonna be the next Adam. Amadeus Choi. No, wait. Amadeus Choi was uh, was Hulk, and Ant Man. Was he Amadeus too? No, he was Ryan, wasn't he? No, no. There, I'm... there was. He used to use Ant Man's helmet. Amadeus Cho. But that's why I said it because it's like, if he's gonna be Adam, it's like that's like an Amadeus Cho kind of thing, yeah. Yeah. Cho. What? Yeah, we corrected ourselves, Larry. Thank you. He was saying Cho. Cho Mama? Yeah, Ryan Choi. Yeah. And he becomes he becomes Ant-Man in the... Hold on, let Larry... Uh, not Ant-Man. Oh, what the fuck? Now I, now I said Adam, Ant-Man. Yeah. Hold on, let Larry at- catch up. Because his lag is epic right now. Diving through the desert. Yeah, Larry, you done? Yeah, don't don't worry about me. Sorry. Yeah, we stopped talking to you for a reason. <laughs> but yeah, that that's Ryan Choi, the the paragon of humanity. I think he's well in the in the in the books he becomes the Adam also at some point. So I think that's what they're gonna do because that guy that I don't think wants to be on the shows anymore. Yeah. Although, even though there, I've been reading stories that they want to do a series with his version of Superman, 
I mean, that'd be I'm down, but you know they gotta pay them right too, you know. Yeah, but then they're also doing a Lois and Clark Another series one? with the other Superman. Oh, the Supergirl one. Yeah, him and and Lois Lane and their two kids. I can see that working. I mean, it, yeah. Who cares at this point? <laughs> Do everything. Do both. Fuck it. Like you. Yeah, ha- but that—that's weird to have both of those, like two versions of Superman at the same time. Oh yeah, it's just—it's weird. Like, who would even thought? Like you know, there's four versions in the comics. You had Man of Steel, Superman, Action Comics. And well, I don't know the name of the other fourth title. Like you had four titles a month of Superman. Yeah, but that's comics. But it was four different stories. But that's the thing. It's like if you these shows can do that too. Like you could have two Superman shows, and they don't have to be connected, and they're, they're Superman stories, and people will watch them still. Like you can even bullshit them and be like, "Oh, they're separate universes." But you can honestly, you don't even have to go that far anymore. Yeah, I guess. Uh, it's kind of like how the Sony universe is is MCU now, you know, the Sony Spider Man universe. Like, it's just you don't have to acknowledge it in in Disney MCU movies, and then you don't have to Disney acknowledge um MCU movies in the Sony movies, and then they you can still have the same actors, and people still like feel like it's in the same universe. And throw all their money at it because it's in the same universe. Yeah, it's not like telling the people the truth about it is going to help them because they don't want the truth. I forgot if we talked about it, but did it bug you that they said that the the Green Lantern TV show is going to be on HBO Max, not DC Universe? Yeah, it, it bothered me. Okay. Yeah, it, I wasn't it, sure if we talked about that. And now, like, so one of the the news things they gave me for DC Universe is that now, like, you have like here's the big thing, like, you have Batman Beyond now in HD. Like, they they bothered putting it in HD for that app, and it's like, I mean, cool, thank you, but it's like really like, what does it matter? Like, all their new shit is not going to be on on that app anymore. Like, that's not going to keep me renewing like i'm basically just finishing up this subscription till they asked me to wait till harley quinn's done so once that's done we're not probably i'm not gonna i don't think i'm gonna get it like (laughs) i don't think i'm gonna keep it at least yeah yeah i don't i don't i don't see the point to it like the comics is good but really like if i want to read all those old comics i can just bootleg them at this point Right, if you don't already have some of those. Yeah, if I don't have them, or if, like, they're not on Comixology Unlimited. Like, well, by the way, I was finally able to read the question number one without it fucking with me. Did they fix it, or was it a setting, or what happened? Uh, What happened, what I did was I just did guided view on Comixology on my phone. So the screen is small enough so that when you blow up the panel, it doesn't blur. So now it's like, instead of it being, you know, 50 pages or whatever it is, it's now a hundred and something, 
200 something pages so okay because each panel is a page you know yeah so that 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 fixed it but uh, you know i don't i still don't feel like i got the experience they intended me to have reading it but you know actually i didn't get it i didn't get that experience buying the book digitally buying it physically bootlegging it you know like so the closest i get is this guided view on my particular phone with my particular screen size you know you're gonna get issue two i saw that came out that came out already yeah um I'm still I still have to finish the the first one, but I, I think I'm gonna get it. I'll probably get it digitally now that I know it's gonna be panel by panel to, the way to read it, you know. Yeah. So what uh, you liked it? Good. Oh good yeah, stuff? No, it, it's good stuff. It is good stuff. Like you know, the questions of character I like. Period. Like he speaks to me on on several levels, and then even the way this particular book is done with the question is actually uh really cool because it does have that like weird noir feel but it also has a comic book feel like superhero-y you know so it's like a good melding of these two genres because you know if you go just pure noir for the question it, it you're gonna it's gonna read it but you're gonna like it but, you know, it's like you might as well just be reading a novel, you know, like a pulp novel or watching a movie. And, you know, you still, like, want that little superhero aspect of it. And and it's getting there, man. It's getting there. I like it. Now, the the book is titled The Many Deaths of, of Vic Sage. Does does he die a lot? Or, I mean, is that, is that too spoilery to go yeah, into? Yeah, so this issue one, the... He he talks a lot, or he talks to the reader a, a lot about, um, how do you say, like, why he has to be the question and not Vic Sage, and why he can't be both at the same time, like, both aspects into one person, you know? And why he actually needs his normal identity, too, to be able to survive. Like, he can't just be the question and he can't just be big sage and he can't be both all the time so uh where i got to it looks like he's going through a portal in different timelines or different points in history like it's some occult shit that they've been working on that he's trying to un unravel and he's accidentally going to go through this this time pool whirlpool thing but I haven't gotten there. Like, I'm almost done with it, but, you know, I didn't go back to it after reading it yesterday. So we'll see. I mean, you might not get that after reading that first issue. You still might not get that many deaths answer till you actually read the full thing. <laughs> yeah. Or next the next couple issues, at least. It's uh, three issues, right? I think so. Yeah. But they're long, so it might as well be six. Like, it actually reads, like, the first issue is, like, two issues, you know? It almost has, like, two arcs in it. Yeah, those those DC Black Label books, man, they they can get pretty long. Yeah, I mean, and I'm okay with that, but just make them the regular size. Like, it's just, it's hard to read it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I've got no. I've got like, well, I don't have a problem reading it because it's a, it's a magazine size. But right. I had a problem where, first of all, I realized none of my bags and boards. Yeah, 
would fit it. Or your box. So I had to, yeah, so I had to buy a whole new different size bags and boards so I could so I could have all of them there. And then for some reason I didn't realize this after I bagged and boarded them. I went to my comic box and of course it's not gonna fit in yeah. a regular size comic box and so yeah. I gotta figure out how the fuck I'm gonna store these. Yeah. So now you're you actually have to buy every black label book just to fill up that fucking box. Cause, yeah, that's uh, why I'm looking at the question now. Cause because it's really like if if you just put the ones you like in there, they're just gonna topple over and bend anyway. So um yeah i don't i don't like the size particularly in this question one um everything else seemed easy to read whether it was digital it's just the way they did this art style like i feel like it wasn't formatted for that size like they thought they were doing a regular size comic the artist and just just did everything like that so even even in the actual issue i don't know if i have it here hold on one second oh yeah here it is so like the the cover looks great in that size and then the art just looks it looks good but then there's this big border on the sides that's just thick black and then the ones that are full pages just look zoomed in a lot so huh. that's weird i would have thought you know because they give the artist a page with the the width and what's going to be in the print and what's going to go past the print, right? Yeah. And here uh, they have a like a centerfold thing that looks great except for the fact that um there's no staples in these cuz they're almost like tra- little mini trade paperbacks. And I'm actually going to put this picture in in chat as soon as I take it. Man, I'd love to see the the original art for these oh yeah like see what see what the artist panel looked like if maybe they did have like just a regular ass uh comic size panel or if maybe they got something wider this one and i'd also like to see the one for harleen because the art in that one yeah first of all is amazing but it looks like it was made for that format so in chat i put it i put the the picture but i just feel like mute your mic uh i just feel like if it had staples that centerfold would look better <laughs> you know because you can't unfold this book that far back or else you rip it yeah well yeah you could but you'll fuck it up yeah actually you know what that probably was my problem reading it Yeah, because you don't want to mess the spine up. Yeah. Wow, I'm not even near the end. Reading it panel by panel on Comixology? Like, I'm I'm at the exact center of it. <laughs> now looking through the book. Well, if it's a if it's good story, man, take your time. Yeah. I'm going to buy them either way. I'm gonna buy them physically because the covers look really good that size. It's just the the fucking the the art inside. It's a little tricky. I don't know. I, I gotta. I, I wish I, they could at least you know they did some stuff that size before, but it was stapled in the center, so it was easier to read. And 
most of it was formatted properly, but uh, we'll see. Maybe I'm just too hypercritical. Yeah, uh, so I guess does this count as your review of issue one? I mean, or I do you want to wait till you're actually through the whole thing? So I'm gonna do after halfway. I'm gonna do after the whole thing because yeah, I don't I don't know how I'm gonna finish when I'm gonna finish reading this, but yeah, let me um see what we got here. We talked about piece of shit, Sabrina. I brought up well, terrific. Oh, go ahead. Well, you were saying you were saying we got we got Twitter hate for not talking about Doomsday Clock. Yeah. See, the funny thing is, I would I. I was getting ready to to bring it up as we were wrapping down the the question talk, and then I realized, well, once Lawrence or Joe hit that button, it's not going to sound good. Yeah. So it would it would just be me, and I think Heck should also be in in on that talk because he read it, and apparently he's a huge Doctor Manhattan fan. Yeah, like, he started his own cult on it. <laughs> yeah, he's just not. Um... He's not in chat, or I think he's working today. So we're going to delay so, it again, just like Jeff Johns did it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, maybe, you know, premium content. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you your heavy metal minute, and then we're going to jump into news. Okay. Am I going to be able to hear it, or... Uh, you should be able, but uh, either way, I'll give you the cue to come in with news if uh, if it's possible. well. Well, just if I don't hear it, just start talking, and then I'll know. Okay. In other news, Gwar is playing Saint Vitus, a Brooklyn bar on March 29th and it's going to be you know St. Vitus is a small venue like usually big bands play it but they're, they're stripped down sets and, and shorter sets and, and less less technical stuff to go around and Gwar is playing them that venue and they're going to do a rare once in a lifetime show without makeup prosthetics or any disguises they're going to be billed as ROG which is Gwar backwards um, in other Gwar news they released a handful of old movies online for purchase. So you can get those, all the, the scum dogs of the universe and all those. Now you can get them online digitally. But yeah, this this unmasked show is a once-in-a-lifetime event for war fans. You're gonna you're gonna have a good time. And now for the death metal portion of the heavy metal minute. Cynic and death drummer Sean Reinhardt was found dead at 48. 48 years old, found dead unresponsive in his house. Uh, his husband said that they had just had their their physicals like three weeks before and they both had a clean bill of health. They can't understand why he died. There will be an autopsy and toxicology report and all that. Uh, I believe Sean Reinhardt was a sober person he didn't have issues with drug abuse and stuff so it's it's strange that it happened that way but we'll see we'll have to li- wait till we get more details on the story uh nile and divine heresy basis joe joe Payne died at 45 at 35 this weekend 
He, um, there's no details on his death yet. Uh, the news was broken on Instagram by Divine Heresy and Fear Factory guitarist Dino Casares. And uh, he basically, he got word from his family that he was dead. And that's all we know right now. Again, no details. We'll have to wait for updates on that news story. Uh, Mars Volta and Marilyn Manson bassist Juan Andrete, he is in a coma, almost dead. They did prognosis isn't doesn't look good he's got a traumatic brain injury and uh, he was hit while he was riding a bike of all things you know you would think a metalhead would be on a motorcycle and had this crazy accident but now he was just getting some exercise in now he's in a coma and reed mullen drummer for corrosion of conformity was found dead too he's 53 again no details just announcements so far and uh that one really is hitting people hard <laughs> reed mullen was a really good guy to other people in the industry and bands coming up almost everybody had nothing but kind words to say about him like it really stole the thunder from all the other dudes that died over the weekend and um yeah it's it's sad <laughs> but yeah reed mullen gone gone too soon at the ripe old age of 53 I'm Moses Magnum. This has been a Heavy Metal Minute. We should have a like, uh, like current. Uh, <laughs> well, not not like that, but like. All right, it's time for news. What's on the news docket? Uh, apparently, it's a news story that Jim Lee drew Geralt of Rivia. That's a news story. Yeah, look, I. I don't know. It popped up on my news feed. I, I guess the news story is that he finishes it. Yeah. In a YouTube video. So I haven't watched it, so I can't tell you how many times they cut it. You know, so how many days it actually took. But, yeah, you can watch him. I guess it, he's doing how-tos, how-tos on how to draw. And one of them was a, was a Geralt. I guess with the popularity of the TV show, it became a news story. I guess he sh- he probably started when uh, <laughs> when the show premiered, huh? Well, when it was announced. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I saw this other story. I think it's speculation, but you know how the the new Star Wars stuff is going to be like the old old Republic era. Yeah. I guess it's considered the High Republic era. Is that what they're calling it? For now, because that's that's kind of around the time that they're thinking of. Look, I I don't think anything has been decided on whatever the new movies or shows is going to be. I think where it's way too early. So this is all just speculation, but it became a news story because in uh, Star Wars number two. They talk a little bit 
about about those times and they talk about how it was a little bit more they say unsettled and dangerous so i'm thinking like wild west mm-hmm. which makes sense because the mandalorian was so popular that why wouldn't they make the movies kind of similar to that and then that they built a, a giant space station that was supposed to be like a, a beacon of light for for travelers so i'm guessing you know star wars deep space starlight which is the name of the station Uh, so a beacon of hope of light named starlight yes Uh, it's an interesting idea i i wouldn't mind seeing a star wars tv show based in a space station like like star trek deep space nine which was one of my favorites of that of all the of all that set of series that's the one i enjoyed the most i'd like to see a star wars version of it i think you know they they might prove me wrong and fuck it up but they did such a good job with mandalorian that i think i think if it's a tv show it should be fine with the same you know the same talent behind it as far as a movie then that you know that gets a little iffy but Deep Space Nine, Babylon Five, stories, TV shows based in space stations can be good. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll see. Like I said, I don't think they, I don't think anything's decided on any of this. Any scripts? Nothing. They might just have a general idea. And again, this is all just speculation. But we've seen what fan speculation leads to. Well, I guess this is Disney, so they don't really care. Yeah, they they don't. That that's what's weird about um them doing this old republic stuff. Or now they, you know, them calling it high republic. I don't know the the there's Joe and and Larry. They they know more about that stuff, but I never heard it referred to as that. Well, I never heard old republic. You never heard old republic? Oh no, you we lost you too. Great. The Republic. Sith Republic. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. You got plenty of time. You gotta you gotta repeat that again because you got cut off for some some reason. I said that that expanse of time from let's say the beginning of the Jedi and Sith Order to what the movies are is at least hundreds of years. I think it's actually like a thousand years. So you can have all kind of eras in there. Yeah. Maybe you can do something in between. Mm. There's uh, two Transformers movies in the works at Paramount. It says Transformers, the IP that never dies based on the 1980s toy franchise with a slogan more than meets the eye is being developed at paramount with two projects one by murder mystery scribe james vanderbilt the other by john wick chapter three executive producer and army of the dead scribe joby harold the vanderbilt project from what i heard according to the deadline here is based on transformer spinoff beast wars oh they're gonna fuck that up too now which are robots that <laughs> transform into robotic animals like cheetor optimus primal Rhinox and Boar. 
Vanderbilt has been on the project since April. There's news today that one day, that one project is based on the Bumblebee universe. I didn't know Bumblebee had its own universe. Uh, it says the Frank the franchise, including the spinoff Bumblebee, has amassed. Uh, all right, no directors are attached so far. Uh, both projects Wait, will feature new casts. Go ahead. Are they saying the Bumblebee movie was its own universe? That's what it says here. But I, I thought they were. Con- so that that's what it they said here on in Deadline dot com. But I don't think they know that it isn't like. I guess it's gonna that second one is gonna be off of what happened in Bumblebee before what we saw already. You know what I mean? Like in between, like Starlight. Okay. And then uh, yeah, you you said that, and yeah, it was a little weird because yeah, it's yeah. like I, I don't think that was its own universe, but I mean, it could be, yeah. Everybody all of a sudden knows what a multiverse is, so everybody's fucking with it, you know? Yeah. Uh, Marvel's Howard the Duck, Tigra, and Dazzler are dead at Hulu. That's in the no shit department of the news. Uh, Because, you know, they're not going to keep anything they were working on before (laughs) the Disney shit. Uh, But it says here, uh, Marvel is cleaning house as a transition from, this is from the Hollywood Reporter, by the way. Marvel is cleaning house as the transition from the Jeff Loeb-led era of Marvel television comes to its end and Kevin Feige begins to have greater creative control over film and television projects. The comic book company has opted to end the development of two of its four animated Hulu series. No longer moving forward with Howard the Duck and Tiger and Dazzler, the latter of which was paused in December as part of the creative overhaul. The the other two shows in Marvel's original four-show animated comedy universe was set up at Hulu. Modoc and Hitmonkey will continue as planned. So, that seems to me... Uh, to me, I think they, they're going to incorporate Howard the Duck someplace else and Tiger and Dazzler as well. Whether it's... I mean, Dazzler's an X-Men, so they probably have, in my mind, this new story that they picked those two is like they probably have more Avengers plans and X-Men plans, but who knows? The animated crossover, The Offenders, is also unlikely to move forward given that half of that combined universe has been scrapped. Still, the character of Howard Duck has had several cameos in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it's likely he will appear in future projects. Sources say that the decision to scrap two of the four shows was ultimately made by Marvel, not Hulu. Both Disney-owned companies declined comment. Kumal Nanjani got a a 10-year Pornhub subscription. For what? Because he put out that that picture of him, because he's working out for the Eternals. Uh huh. And he's all he's all like buff and cut. And he, he put out that photo, and it, it went viral. And then I guess it was like a, used as a thumbnail in Pornhub for I I forget if it was for celebrities or I think it was more for like comic book characters porn or something like that. But it was just everywhere, and so I guess. 
Pornhub as a thank you gave him a 10-year subscription. But he didn't upload it, did he? Uh, he posted it somewhere, and then oh, somebody and else. Yeah, he, uh, he did post it. I mean, he was showing off that it, he's got abs now. Am I the only one that hates that he's buff for the Eternals? I would if if I knew a goddamn thing about the Eternals. Well, I mean, they're all pretty fit, but it's like, you know, they're also some of them are dudes and they're women here. So it's not like you have to be you have to look like the comic book characters to be them. Like I saw a leaked photo of the dude playing Icarus and he like he's buff and he has a costume and he doesn't look like Icarus still. He just looks like Iron Man wearing the Nino armor. Like it's like CGI. Oh, are they gonna CGI his suit? He's not actually wearing a costume. I don't know. That's just the the way the picture I saw. That's how it is. It's just basically a Photoshop paint job, and it just it doesn't look like Icarus. It doesn't look like. I don't think that's how it's gonna look in the movie. Like it just it. Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern looked better. Yeah. No. So it's like yeah. I, I don't get. I wanna. Uh, I want to be there with you and hate the Eternals, but I don't know the Eternals that well. So I'm probably going to enjoy it. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you don't know them, you're going to love it. Like it's going to be great. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, woe is me for actually liking things before they're cool. All right. Hipster Mo. Uh, it's it's a fact. It's not even the hipster thing. Like that's just. I mean, yeah. Uh, who cares? We're so, all in the uh, they got me with clickbait category. Oh, how they get you? Um, the the headline was Green Hornet movie rights acquired by by former Marvel studio president. Which I don't know when I re- I was reading it quickly, so I. It kind of felt like, wait, Marvel's buying Green Hornet? No, it's just um, former Marvel studio executive Michael Helfant. <laughs> he bought the he? he he bought the rights <laughs> to the the Green Hornet. I guess his new studio that he founded is Amasia Entertainment. Like oh, yeah, it, yeah. it's not it's not Disney is the point. Yeah. So you know they got me halfway through this article before I realized my mistake. So I guess maybe the news story is really that there might be a rebooted Green Hornet. Yeah, I mean, maybe if they use the the actor that played Bruce Lee in Once Upon a Time. In Once Upon a Time, the Tarantino movie. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were talking about the fairy tale TV show on ABC called Once Upon a Time. No. They could have had Bruce Lee in there. I'm like, Bruce Lee wasn't a Disney character. He can be. Yeah. It's Disney. They can make anybody a Disney character. Yeah. Although, I didn't see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but I heard Bruce Lee gets his ass kicked by whoever Brad Pitt is is portraying. Oh, that's some bullshit. (laughs) So... I don't know. This is a controversial thing. 
I still didn't watch it. Yeah, I'm I'm going to watch it eventually, but I just haven't yet. Yeah, you kind of have to because it's a Tarantino movie and he he generally does good stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's all kind of similar, but it's still different enough. Yeah. I prefer Guy Ritchie myself. Really? Yeah. I saw Like I saw I saw Gentleman. How was and it? And it's it's classic Guy Ritchie. Okay. Like I, I assume when you said really is because he has done some crap lately. He's done a lot of crap. Like even his Sherlock Holmes was like so so. Yeah, his her, Sherlock Holmes was disappointing. Then but, whatever he was doing with Madonna. Yeah, that I that I don't, was, I don't even get. That's when he started going downhill. Like he, he tried to come back with Rock and Roller, which Rock and Roller was okay, but it, it still wasn't like Snatch. You know what I mean? Yeah, the the gentleman is a lot more. Lock, stock, and smoking barrel. Okay, that's what it feels it, like to me. So I'm, I'm probably gonna check it out. Yeah, it's what what made me really like Guy Ritchie, and this is kind of going back to that. Okay, you know, it's 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 gangsters in in wearing suits and yeah. have British accents, and but they're still funny. gangsters. Yeah, and they're funny. Yeah, yeah, I'm down with that. That's what I want to see because that's what Snatch was. That's what, he's really good at. That is more than anything. But yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I'm sure it'll be great. Um, let's see what a so somebody picked up what I said about the Joker that it's not a comic book movie. So Sci-Fi Wire of all people are running with that. So they're they're making a case for Endgame is a better comic book movie than Joker. Because at least it's based on comic book source material, even if it's loosely. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think that was a new thing. It It's so much not a comic book movie that it got Oscar nominations. Right. Like, for legit Oscars, not like yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad. But the thing is, is people are making the thing, like, even, like, DC itself is sending out press releases for the consideration. It's like, the comic, the only comic book movie to get oscar nominations and it's like no it's not a comic book movie it has nothing to do with the comic book at all it's not even loosely based on a comic book story you know what i mean yeah i said it before i can't picture that that joker being a challenge to a batman yeah or a jim gordon <laughs> yeah like i mean it, he gets he gets caught like two or three times in the movie itself yeah But yeah, now the articles are starting to pop up about that. And then there's... I think that's... That's all I got for news on my end. You got anything else? Nothing. Nothing major. Yeah, nothing right, worse. Just give, give, one, give one last story. You son of a bitch. <laughs> well, I, I just closed it. Oh. Uh, Kevin Fage wants to wants to limit Venom and Morbius involvement in the MCU. Like he's oh. he's re- he's really resisting that merger. <laughs> so Sony's claiming, but he's he's not doing it. What do you mean? <laughs> like Sony is like, hey, 
MCU. Like you know, you know how this MCU Sony thing started, though, right? Like, uh, well, I know Sony had the bought the rights to Spider Man super cheap because the movies weren't weren't a thing, right? And then MCU became a thing. And Sony is like got a death hold on Spider Man, right? But then they're like, they, so when when the the Morbius trailer came out, it says from the studio that brought you Far From Home and Homecoming, you know, and right. that's MCU. Yeah. And then now they they hired they hired uh, uh was it Birdman? Uh, what's his name? Michael Keaton. Keaton, yeah, to be in the trailer. I don't even know to what extent he's in it. Like, it looks like he's the same guy, but we don't know. Do we? No, I mean, he's wearing the same prison outfit at the end of, that he did at the end of the the movie. Right. But that doesn't but, really mean anything. Yeah, it does doesn't it? get. Yeah, it could just be a white shirt, too, because. You yeah. don't actually see the full outfit. You see him like from the shoulders up. Yeah, like he could so he, be the janitor on break at the university where Morbius is at. You know? And more importantly, even if it is Vulture, it could just be Morbius is like trying to get somebody out of the prison. That's not Vulture, and Vulture just happens to be there. Like yeah. how he runs into into Scorpion at the prison. Right. So, it, it's just, it, so, it, with that, everybody's like, oh, it's an empty, because it says from the studio that brought you, but no, they've always, if those, Far From Home, Homecoming, they all had Sony pictures in it. Even, like, Civil War had Sony pictures in the credits because Spider-Man was in it. Like, it's been like that all the time. So, it's like, they could have, they could have said the same thing. Or done something similar with Venom, and then like, and then we would have had this discussion about Venom before it came out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's not like th- this merger thing isn't even a really like an official thing. I don't think the only thing that gives it any kind of legs is this story about Kevin Feige trying to limit the involvement of them in the MCU. Which, I mean. Sony's like, okay, we'll just keep slapping, you know, from the studio that brought you whatever Spider-Man was in, you know? We'll just keep doing that, and, you know, people are going to think it's part of your universe. We're going to make shit, and people are going to attribute it to you. Because Sony's not going to, like, all people think, all these dum-dums think that keep buying these reprinted Sabrina shit, they're just like, oh, it's Spider-Man, it's Marvel. Oh, it's Morbius, it's Marvel, it's Venom, it's Marvel. And Sony's like, yeah. They're going to be able to make crappy movies again without getting any of the backlash. Everybody's going to think Marvel made something bad. Yeah, that makes sense. And with that, we're going to end the show. <laughs> Unless you got okay. something else to say about it. Uh, Not about that. Deadpool's apparently going to die. Are they going to kill him off? There's a book out called Deadpool, Deadpool the End, and uh, it's supposedly uh, supposed to be him dying. Eh. Uh, the I didn't read the whole article because it says they're spoilers. Yeah. So I read parts of it, and they talk about how he's in love with death, so I mm-hmm. think it's going to be a trick. 
Okay. Well, maybe we'll review that next week. All right. Yeah. I'll look for, I didn't see it at the comic shop. Yeah. So uh, I'll look around for it, see if I can get a copy somewhere. Cool. I'm going to play the disassemble music. I don't know if you're going to be able to talk over it. I might. Ah, fuck it. Just insert disassemble music here. Oz, give me some final thoughts. Uh, watch the last episode of, of Arrow. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I enjoyed that show in general. So it could just be me. But I always thought it was good. I mean, I enjoy Supergirl for some reason, but that's not good. I'm trying to enjoy Batwoman, but that's not good either. So, I don't know. You watch it, you tell me what you think. Uh, Larry and Joe are lost. They they, we, they can't get back on the call. They're not calling in. Or they're calling in, but it's not ringing. So, for them, I guess, watch Infinity Train or whatever the fuck. You know. Um, they're probably... They're probably Somewhere around Area 51. Yeah. Well, 52, because 51 is a decoy. <laughs> um, yeah, but 52 is where Jim Lee draws yeah. Gail Rivia from. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I remember that art I bought of Galactus at Comic-Con. Yeah, I saw you posted that on, on Instagram, yeah. too. People should go check that out. I finally, I finally got it, and I never even realized that when I bought it, because what you know, I talked about this before, but if you weren't didn't listen, I actually gave, I bought it, and then I wanted the guy to actually color it for me. His name is Joseph Kennedy, good artist. He um, he basically, he took long to give it to me, but it's not his fault. You know, he's busy working, and I told him just send it whenever. I I told him there's no rush, but he came to the barber shop on Saturday, brought it to me, and he gave me a free blank cover, a God of War number one blank cover, and. He said, uh, you know, here, uh, you know, sorry for taking so long, but if you go to WonderCon, I'll do a sketch on this for you for free. And so he gave me the free comic, and he's going to draw on it for me for free. Joseph Kennedy, I don't know what his socials is. Like, <laughs> I wanted to tag him, but I, I didn't, you know. Um, I'll figure it out and do it. But, yeah, go check that picture out. The I didn't notice it when I bought it, Oz, but it's Galactus, but there's Silver Surfer in it, too. Yeah, I, I saw that. Was that in the original sketch? Oh, I guess you don't know because you didn't notice it. I, I assume it is because it was, you know, it was already d- done. He just had to paint it. But, you know, painting could take a long time, especially with that detail that he painted. It actually is like, uh, you know, I'm glad, it, he, I'm glad he didn't rush it. So I mean, she, he did the sketch too, right? Yeah, yeah, he did the sketch too, yeah. He did because it, it's possible that, like, he, he thought, oh, I should have put Silver Surfer. And then when he got the chance to paint over it, yeah, just kind of left that white area silhouette thing. Yeah. If if he did that for me, then it's even better because it's one of a kind at that point, you know? Or, yeah. you know, if he decides to do more of it later, then, then you know. But, yeah, the shit's awesome. Um, last week, we reviewed uh, The Magician's number one the comic book for boom studios joe wasn't here to do it so he actually for you our listeners you know we're we're wrapping up we're getting to the end so as tempted as you might be to just hit stop and skip to the next episode that you missed or whatever just keep going because after this episode you're gonna get joe's review of the magicians 
So that'll be at the end of this episode. I was going to do it as its own thing, but this is a little bonus to our episode. So this episode's a little longer than the normal, but you're going to get Joe's take on the magicians that you didn't get last week. So there's there's that for you. Um, I will upload it as an individual thing later on in the week as well, but for now, like just, just keep listening if you want to hear his take on... on the magicians and then as far as everything goes follow us on social media you'll get see texting me right there so, um yeah follow us on social media we try to preview what we're going to talk about and uh, as the case is sometimes we don't get to it sometimes larry didn't watch it and you know and then we'd end up not talking about it i'm sorry i'm sorry we let you down but you know that that's that's how it goes with these live live shows. If we didn't if we weren't live, we'd get to everything. And then you'd get it, you know, one show every three weeks. <laughs> but we could do it week in, week out for you every week. So yeah, follow us on social media. Let us know what you think. Let us know what we should talk about, whatever. And uh for the next you know, for the rest of us, just Check us out right here every Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on allgames.com. Hey, this is Jay with the Fantastic Forum talking about Archaea Comics, The Magicians. Based on the sci-fi TV show of the same name, this miniseries is written by Lila Sturges and illustrated by Pius Bach. So it starts out with a group of hedge magicians. Hedge magicians are self-taught or non-classically trained magicians. There's a Kashan Warren, a teacher, and his students, Audrey, Pat, and Emily, a trans girl. They are preparing to go teach and learn at a school with classically trained magicians. The dean of the school, Dean Fogg, says he's worried about elitism and that there is a lot that can be learned from outsiders. The students are coming in as third years, which is upsetting to the third years that have worked to get to that position. Then we cut to the hedge magicians exploring the school. Audrey is complaining about their library, Pat is being out of uniform, and Emily gets a one-time potion that will allow her body to make the hormones it needs. Next, we go to the Survey of Magical Tradition class, where we meet Sophie, Brian, and Andy, with Andy complaining about working with hedge magicians. The class starts, and it turns out that the class is secretly a battle magic class, a dangerous discipline that has never been taught at the school. After class, Andy is still nervous about working with the newcomers, so they decide to have a little show-and-tell to demonstrate their abilities to each other. Pat takes Andy's word balloon and turns it into a real balloon. Andy takes that balloon and turns it into butterflies. Then Audrey lassos the moon. After that, Sophie tries a prayer to Z-Atec-Atili, and she self-immolates. This book is off to a good start. The characters are likable, and the ones who aren't are understandable. Also, the character interactions are pretty interesting. I'm not sure what to think about the magic yet. I mean, the girl literally lassoed the moon. 
but I do want to find out more and I want to find out where this is all going. I'm definitely going to check out issue 2. I scored this 4 self-immolations out of 5. 